Stu. I've come as random background extra number four, yep. uh, who was seen in season three, episode two. Ah. Uh, you might have you might have seen them just uh, in the background of that episode. Okay, um, great. Yeah, great. I thought I you know go deep cut. You know, yeah. I don't want to go for the obvious one. Well, you're obviously a Lannister. Um, yes, except I'm in the Targaryen colours, um, so I'm not sure how that works, but. It all fits. It all fits. As you can tell, we put a great deal of time and effort into these costumes, and we'll make sure to to take a photo to go with the audio version of this. We absolutely did not rummage around in a costume box five minutes before this started. That was absolutely not what was going on. It's not. This is is well planned out. All right, well, we have a packed show to get through, and do bear with us because we haven't done this before. No. And uh, we are... You know, kind of winging it. Yes, this is this is very shambolic, people. <laughs> so it, we're uh, flying by the skin of our teeth right now. So let's so we, see how it goes. So we have. Let's start, and I would like to start with the Hound. Yes. Who is Captain Murder this episode? Oh, fantastic! Did it was you like so this? good. It was so good to see him back to his ways. I loved it. So, I loved it. It was great. Okay, so the Hound. He's just like, how does he know for sure that those guys he? Comes across in the I woods. like to think that that's like the third or fourth group of people <laughs> that he's come to. He's just sort of randomly murdered, and he's the, he's finally hit the ones who must have murdered his village. It's he's fantastic. Just been, he's just been. I mean, maybe he's a good tracker. That's fair enough. But yeah, I just like the fact yeah. that there was he was judge, jury, execution. That's right. Executioner. There was no. There was a very preemptive decapitation that occurred. Mm. So you know, it's it's all happening. Yeah, he really went to town on them. <laughs> Shows what one guy can do with an axe. Mm. Who isn't. Yes. Come on. Slash. Right. Right. Okay. Slash is a guitar. A guitar joke. joke. Yes. Yeah. Well done. Nice. Well done. I'm proud of you. Um, thank you. So, um, um, Brian May. Yes. There you are. Richie Sambora. All options. Wow, this is such a riveting watch, isn't it? <laughs> Natalie trying to remember the names of famous guitar players. Oh, Eric Clapton. Eric Clapton would have been a good one, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 Mm. All of these jokes would have been great. About 30 seconds ago. Yeah, so the hound, he takes one guy's head off completely with the axe. Mm-hmm. Then he... Drives into the chest of another. Drives into the chest of that. Now, see, I felt sorry for those two young guys because not only have they been sort of kind of weirdly sexually assaulted by that yes. other guy. Very bizarrely. Yeah. That was very strange. I mean, that was just a bit distasteful what he did. It was all the whole hand down the... Yeah. <laughs> as far as party tricks go. Yeah. Just... <laughs> a bit gross. But the two younger guys seem nice. Yeah, you know, they seem okay. They were quite good looking. I mean, we have to assume that they probably participated in the murder of that weird Hillsong village. Yeah, but, but they were quite good looking, Stu. Oh, okay. So, well, that's, that's true. That, that counts for a lot. That does. Yeah. Also, apparently the guy who got deca- like sexually assaulted and then decapitated um, was a competition winner. What? Um, yeah, yeah. Apparently he was one of the Jon Snow, or he was the winner of the Jon Snow impersonation competition that one of the talk shows ran. Oh, I remembered that. Or something, and Kit Harrington judged it, and I, I think he was the winner, and the prize was, you got to be an extra on Game of Thrones, and that's that guy. So, wow. as far as, like, being a featured extra on a show, getting yeah. decapitated by the Hound is not bad. That's really good. Not bad. I'd so, good, good work, good work to that hound. guy. <laughs> you can take off my beautiful red hair. And your head along with it. And my head with it. <laughs> Might take a few, few swings, <laughs> Yeah, so the hound. Okay, so what are you going to see? <laughs> You're going to see all the stuff that we normally cut out of these things. We do normally cut out a lot of us where we just lose whatever we're talking about and start laughing. <laughs> yes, yeah, so the hound then, how would you say what he sort of kind of guts from the downside up? Yeah, it's an unconventional gutting. Yeah, yes. sort of from the genitals upwards. Yes, exactly. And you just see something fall to the mm. ground. And <laughs> something important, I'm sure. There's that fantastic conversation. <laughs> and I don't know how much swearing I'll try to avoid swearing but uh, he, he says F you and he says those are your final words are they come on you can do better than that and then he just goes C-bomb yes. and the hound just goes you're shit at dying and then one him. of the contenders for line of the night that was fantastic it was, and it was so early <coughs> in the episode I made it my, my zinger of the week because mm. I was like there were so great. many through the episode but yeah. I just couldn't top that one. Oh, I know it came so early. Um, so the Hound uh, eventually finds the rest of the Black Brothers. Mm, yes. The ones who were in charge of, of this raid on his Happy Hillsong mm. Church. And it's Thoros of Mir and Beric Dondarrion, which is awesome. I actually said when I was watching it, is that 
another Beric Don... Have they recast Beric Dondarrion again? Because <laughs> no, no, no. It was so long since I'd seen yeah, him last. I think right. the actor has just aged. That's yeah, all it was. Exactly. It's just he's gotten a bit older. He looks a bit different. <laughs> Thoros looks about the same, though, which is interesting. Yeah, but isn't he? He's a red priest, so he probably yeah. has the same kind of... Oh, that's a question. Did anyone notice if he was wearing a necklace? That's true. I hadn't, saw, I hadn't seen. Although he does always wear that red chainmail, so maybe, maybe that's his version. Yeah, maybe. Who knows? I should have worn a red necklace. <laughs> I could have gone as Melisandre, actually. I think you're kind of, you're kind of halfway between on both of them. Oh. Maybe. A Melisandre kind of, Sansa love child. Melisandre. A Melisandre? Yeah, so he finds them, and they are about to hang these guys because they... Yeah brought them to justice themselves. That's it. And I was so glad to see that because when I saw the, the brothers were raiding an innocent mm. village, I thought that's not what the brothers are about. They're not supposed to be doing that. No, no. they're that's supposed right. to be kind of defending the innocent from the likes of Gregor Clegane. Yeah. So it was really good to see Beric Dondarrion and Thoros of Mia mm. dole out some rough justice, but they wouldn't let the hound... They wouldn't let it get. He's like, ah. They're like, okay, you can have, you can have one, and he said two. He knows how to negotiate. That's it. You know, he's 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 going for. He knows he knows how to haggle. It's good. So he um. So then they says, okay, two, and he goes to like axe them, and they're like, no, no, no. no. (laughs) We're we're still going to hang them. You just get to do it. You You get to kick out the stool, and he's like, that's hardly worth it. That's not even a hang. That's not even killing. That's just pest control. <laughs> uh, but he does it. Yeah. And they die. And that the, the guy in the yellow cloak was like, I'll give you anything. And it's like, that's not really a negotiating point when yeah. you're strung up. Yeah. You, you, you don't, it's not a strong position to I be mean, coming from. I mean, what can you give mm. the guy? Like, the contents of your bowels as they're evacuated in fear? Possibly. I mean, I think that's coming anyway. Okay. Yeah. Mm. True. Uh, but yeah, so then they then they sit down and have a bit of a chat and the Brothers Without Borders. No, Brothers Without Borders. Brothers Without Borders. Oh, brothers like, San Frontier. Yeah. <laughs> well, they are, well, they are going north. What's the word for soldier? Soldier? El soldier? Les soldier? Legionnaire? Legionnaire. Maybe. Legionnaire San, San Frontier. Frontier. Oh, I like it. Yes. French listeners, get in touch. Um, <laughs> So they uh, they said, you know, join us, become one of us. Mm. And he, he has some incredible trash talk with Beric Dondarrion. Oh, he really amazing. Does. But hey, can we can okay, we not skip over? I, I was about to say, I know what you I know what you're going to talk just about. Skipped yes. over the big revelation of the episode, which was <laughs> Houndwag. <laughs> Feeling lost and lonely. <laughs> Feeling tired and needing inspiration. Houndwag, for all your wang needs. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I couldn't, believe, I couldn't believe the camera didn't cut away. Normally in shots mm. where men go to take a pee in TV, yeah. they generally cut away before anything is revealed. That's right, yeah. It, it did sort of just, it lingered about 10 seconds longer than we normally see. We actually mm. saw him take his dick out and it was, you know, that's, that's the there word. you are. There you are. I went wang, she went dick. Very rude. <laughs> well, it's a very rude show. It is a rude show, but yes. I'm, I'm still attempting to keep it nice. Oh, well, we'll the, keep it nice. nice we'll keep it nice. Home. Also, I shouldn't be rude in front of this week. <laughs> so, yes, he trash talks Beric because Beric says, Ah, oh, the Lord of Light saved you, and there must be a reason that you were given the power to defeat me. And he, he says, It's because I'm better than you, Beric. Yeah. I was better than you before, I was better than you then, and I'm better than you now. <laughs> Like the hound's confidence, even yeah. though he has yeah. this weird. He's very sure of himself, and even and he even though he has, he hates himself, but he's very sure of how the world works and how he relates to the rest of the mm. world. I think he's very not comfortable, but he knows how everything fits together, mm. which is interesting because a lot of these characters don't know. A lot of these characters are striving for more and, and trying to do different things, and the hound knows exactly who he is and, and what he's doing and where he's going. So do you think he's going with the Brotherhood? I, well, I think that's obviously what's going to happen. If he, if he doesn't, though, I'd be very surprised. Because that's what they're setting up. Well, Beric seems to know that something is coming because mm. he said the, the winds are blowing cold from up north. Yeah, exactly. So I think they, they have a fair inkling about what might be happening north of the wall. Yeah, well, that, I mean, I think he's from the north, isn't he, Beric? 
Um, wasn't he yeah, possibly, of, yeah. I mean, Ned Stark was the one who originally sent him off, so he must have been someone that Ned Stark... Yeah, I, th- I think he was just a knight at court who happened to go away. I'm not sure. Oh. I don't know. Call in. Call in. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so People are. They're flying past. I can't yeah, see Yeah, I know. We can't see. Let's yeah. see. Uh, Thoris was wearing a turtleneck. Oh, he a turtleneck. was wearing a turtleneck. So we'll he never know up. if he was wearing a necklace. And uh, a couple of people are referring to my sweaty beaver fur. So, right. Well, keeping it classy, guys, and I, I like, I appreciate yeah, that. You're great. pitching it's at great. exactly it's, the right level. Yeah, um, no, that is true. Yeah. Mm. Why, why am I even attempting to be above this? I don't know. <laughs> I'm wearing a beaver. Let's face it. It's, it's a 50 year old dead rodent yes. uh, on my back. Yeah. Mm. Um, so that's the hound. Let's go to the hound's brother, who also had some quite splendid murder. Oh, yes. There was delightful violence in this episode. He is huge, that guy. He is. He's he's enormous. They don't need to build him up at all. He He is massive. He for Joff. I really need to learn how to pronounce his name. Thor Bjornsson is what he calls himself. Is it? Oh, okay. Thor. It's half half Thor. Half Thor Bjornsson. Oh, half Thor Bjornsson. Okay. Half Thor is a big unit. (laughs) He's a big man. I saw a picture today on the internet of him with his girlfriend. Oh, right. And I need to get... The deeds on how tall his girlfriend is because she looked like a Lilliputian. She, <laughs> she looked like she was under five feet tall. Right. It was extraordinary. And I, I, I mean, if she's he's, probably a normally height person. He's just enormous. He's well, the I'm, biggest human. I'm five, nine, 177. I mean, I might be a touch under half five. I don't know. Anyway, I'm quite tall. Yes. I'm not as tall as I'd like to be. Right. I'd like to be taller. You'd like to be like Brienne tall. Oh, yeah. Mm. That would be great. No, have Thor, have Thor, mm. Thor. Yes, big guy, massive. He's Just huge. He is enormous. Enormous. And then when you <laughs> saw him later, when they like he's standing in front of all of the faith militant, and mm. then later when he's in court, like walking through the crowd in court, yeah. and you're just like. Are they shooting him from above as well to get like, like, extra high? I don't, I don't think so. I think there's I think there's a couple of shots, like especially when the faith, when the faith militant first sort of attack him, and that guy sort of like hits him. I think they've got him up on a box or something. Oh, okay. But, like, when he's just walking through that crowd, that's how big he is. He's just easily a head and a half taller than most humans. And so you can understand why Cersei is so confident yes. in <laughs> her ability to kind of get around relatively unharmed yes. with him kind of... Well, as, as her constant shadow. Not behind her, but in front of her. Yes. And that guy... There was that, that wonderful scene which we saw in the trailer, which mm. was, you know, stand your man aside or there'll be violence. And she's like... I kept going back and rewinding that bit because she was like almost whispering it. Like, I choose violence. (laughs) And of course she has since the beginning. And how's that worked out for her? Oh, never good. Not well. well. And it doesn't work out well for her in this circumstance. Yeah, but that's not not because of anything that the mountain did, which I think think it is. I think think what happened, and this, this is... Something I, I only thought about later. Sorry, I keep pushing my wig out of my eyes. No, it's um, good because you've got like strangly bits. I do, yeah. People probably can't see. <laughs> sort of strangling around your face there. I'm being reminded of what it's like to have long hair and it's not, not fun. <laughs> I never really had a bob though, which is interesting. Uh, this is a weird bob wig. A anyway. stewart bob. A stew bob. A sob. A s- <laughs> Sometimes. It's your sob today. Um. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a whole thing. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know why that strikes me as funny. It's it's pretty funny. Anyway, yes. So you reckon? I, I reckon. I reckon. Um, Cersei overplayed her hand by setting the mountain on the Faith Militant too early. All right. So she didn't so, really have an option. She could have gone and seen the High Sparrow. She didn't know what he wanted. Now, obviously, she's a bit gun shy about leaving the Red Keep. She doesn't want to be inconvenienced or harassed or whatever. Yeah, or, they even, tend mur- to or like, even murdered. Yeah, they but tend she to could like have gone. She could have gone with the mountain. Like surely the mountain would have been shadowing her. There was no reason to be all silly about it. But Cersei, Cersei, and she has to dig in and yeah, show that she still there. has a bit of pride and a bit. You know, she is. We're doing things my way. Don't I it? don't come to you. Yeah. You come to, to me. me. Yeah. And so I think I the mountain literally ripping a man's head off and his spine like a Mortal Kombat was fatality. His spine? Pretty sure that was his spine. It was at least a bit. I just of it. thought it was his face. No, no, he ripped his head off. Did you see that? Like, like he. I mean, his... I saw this motion, but I thought it was just kind of he 
he just sort of ripped his face and his stuff, whatever's down here. Yeah, I'm pretty sure there was his head and a bit of his spine. It was like it was literally oh, like a Mortal Kombat fatality. <laughs> um, <laughs> fatality. What is it they say? Hadouken. Hadouken. No, that's, that's a different one. That's a different video game. But is anyway. that Tekken? Uh, no, that's um, Street Fighter. Oh, Street Fighter. No, hang on. No, maybe I'm getting mixed up now. That's all right. Never mind. They're all video games. What's Kumate? Kumate. That's Bloodsport. <laughs> right. <laughs> yes. John Claude Van Damme, actually. You've seen Bloodsport? No, I haven't. I just <laughs> I, haven't. I haven't seen any movies. You know this. I heard a podcast about Bloodsport. Right. Right, and okay. And it, it just had a lot of people chanting, Kumate. Kumate, Kumate. Yes. A lot of that goes on. It sounded fun. So I must see it. Mm. Apparently, John Claude Van Damme gets nude in it. So yeah, it sounds like it would be. Does a lot of the splits. Is that your? Is that your kind of film? What John John Claude Van Damme naked? But no, um, Bloodsport that was fun. That's a fun action movie. Yeah, yeah. He has to like fight his way through a uh, an underground ultimate fighting tournament where there's like fatal fatal stakes, like a winner takes all sort of thing. That's great. Now, what's your favorite? Predator. Commando. Like, Commando. Commando is my favorite movie. Oh, yeah. We've talked about Commando yes, before. absolutely. Predator's up there. Predator's a great movie. Yeah. But Commando. I made a Terminator joke in this uh, recap. Mm. Oh, yeah. I referred yeah, for, to... Yeah, for The Wave. The, the Wave is the T1. The Wave is well, a Terminator, but I yeah. got the wrong series, apparently. And that's because I have not actually seen the Terminator and Terminator 2. Now, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I know about them through pop culture, but... I saw the one with Christian Bale and <laughs> the that, that actually kind of makes it worse, I think. Oh, okay. It's like you've seen, like, the only Star Wars you've seen is The Phantom Menace, and I realize I'm jumping into a hole here because <laughs> I, I don't actually know which Star Wars you've seen, but that's no, fine. No, no, no. I've seen, I've actually seen all the Star Wars except for Phantom Menace. Oh, right. And I've been okay. told that's actually the best that's way. That's probably the best option, really. To go yeah. about it. Yeah, absolutely. So, I even saw the, the Force one last year. Oh, good. That's Force. a good movie. Reawakens? The Force Awakens. 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 Not Reawakens. Yeah. Although it should be Reawakens because... It should be. It, it's a sequel, so... <laughs> semantics, semantics, semantics. Um, we were talking about... Head ripping. Yeah. Yes. Um, and how that is possibly Cersei overplaying her hand because what we then see later in the episode is that Tommen makes a royal decree and Cersei has to run in and say, hey, you know, I wasn't told there was going to be a royal decree and then Kevin has that great line... It's going to be a royal decree. Just this minute. Right here. Right here. Um, Why is he so snippy at her? I don't know. We haven't been given a lot of... Because they We haven't been given a lot of character motivation there. I think he just generally dislikes her. And also, he doesn't like... Like, I think he's been made aware of her and Jamie, and he definitely doesn't like that. Well, there's not a lot to like about that. No, not really. But, yeah, it just... Like, we haven't been given a lot of character stuff involving Tommen. Involving um, Kevin, the Aussie (laughs) Westerosi. (laughs) The Aussie uh, <laughs> Wester Aussie. Still waiting for those pics, guys. Oh, send yeah, them in. Nobody sent us a picture <laughs> of Kevin, the Aussie Wester Aussie. I might have to commission one. We'll see if mm. we can get one up. Uh, Tommen then gets up and says that the High Sparrow has decreed that... She and Slow Or rather, he decrees, you know, obviously with the High Sparrow. In consultation yes, with the High Sparrow. Exactly. <laughs> he says, uh, trials by combat are no more. We're not doing them anymore. Nope. It's a barbaric practice. Yes, we're going to go back to the practice where you get judged solely by seven members of the faith. Yes, because that's not barbaric or backwards. That's, that's not a stacked jury no. at all. <laughs> but she kind of, you're right, she does sort of have that look on her face when that water comes yeah. out. It's like, I'm burned. I'm, I'm so burned. I'm so burned right now. But then Kyburn has another trick up his sleeve. Yes, he does. And he just, he, he spends the whole episode just looking either incredibly satisfied with himself. <laughs> Or just incredibly plotty. Yes, exactly. Um, well, that's I, that's kind of what he does. Now, do you think it's going to be wildfire? I think it'll be wildfire. I think the thing is wildfire. So it's, she'll just burn because they've mentioned they've mentioned wildfire a bunch of times this season. There was a flashback involving the Mad King and wildfire. They made a point to show it to remind people that it was there and that it existed. So I think that is definitely what they're hinting towards. But. It's not a Lannister thing to set fire to everyone. No, but Cersei is exactly the type of person where if she didn't get her way, she'd burn a city to the ground. Look, that's a fair point. That's a fair point. I'm just wondering what else it could be. Like, if they've heard a rumour... What else could it be? That's the thing. Like, a lot of people have sort of said... And this is the thing. Like, I think we've talked 
in previous podcasts about the fan theory that there was going to be the Clegane Bowl is what they call it, so that the Hound would come back and fight on behalf of the the, the Faith against the Mountain, who was Cersei's champion. But now mm-hmm. they've sort of swept the rug out from under that because they've said they're not having a trial by combat. Some people are sort of still latching onto that and saying, oh, well, maybe they've heard that the Hound has been rediscovered and has sort of reappeared. Sorry, but then how would they? That, that doesn't make any sense. I was There's trying no... to find a kitten. There was a kitten. Oh, right. I can feel Mother cats. Mother of kittens. Yes. I can feel cats going back and forth. Oh. Under the table. But yeah, so, th- so there's that. I mean, they could have heard a rumour that they've found Tyrion and he's helping out across the sea. Yeah, that's not really going to help her How would that help her immediate. out? Like, yeah, it wouldn't. The only thing that makes sense is if he's found the caches of wildfire. Yeah, which so, he wouldn't know they were there because that was before he... That's right, it was before his time, but he's sort of figured it out and gone, oh, well, there's all these... But Cersei was the one stockpiling them, so Tyrion must have told her that well, I think he probably been destroyed. He must have said that, well, I used them all, but then he must have had some reserves or something. Who knows? I, I'm sure we'll find out. Yeah. But, yeah, like, I think that's the most likely candidate. I can't think of anything else it would be that would make any sense, unless there's something the show's holding back from us. Mm. Wildfire it is then. Mm. So do you think she'll burn down the red... The but this... Sept- well, this, this, then, this then introduces an interesting... Um, another fan theory that sort of popped up today. Okay. Um, that I actually thought of before I read it online, which is one of those already awesome things when you did actually... You I did. I did, I did, I did. I will claim this one. I don't know if it's going to play out exactly like this, but... Jamie's already killed one person who was going to burn down King's Landing. Is this going to be the tragic culmination of Cersei and Jamie's relationship? Oh. Where he's like, well, I've already stopped one person who was threatening to burn down the capital. Do I have to step in and stop the other person who's burning down the capital? You know? They've made, they've made a lot of mention over the last couple of episodes showing Jamie reaffirming that he cares deeply for his sister. Yeah. You know, like, like he's in love with her. They have relations. That's messed up. Hey, you no, said you wanted to keep it classy. I know. All of a sudden, like, we've gone from... Twincest. There is twincest occurring. All right? But, and this is the thing, you know, he loves his sister. She is, she is the most important thing to him in the world, and we've seen that demonstrated again and again and again. He reiterates it quite strongly this episode, and we'll talk about that a bit later. But... Wouldn't that be a tragic arc for the character that he then has to do to her what he did to the Mad King? You know, if he, if he did back. it, stab her in the back on the steps of the steps of the throne. I just can't imagine Cersei going down. Like, I can't imagine Cersei. I mean, the whole that whole prophecy was that she would see we're, we're all in of the, her children yes. die. Well, t- uh, Tommen's the only one left. Yeah, but you know, there's a difference between two and three. Hmm. And the prophecy said all of them will die. They'll all wear golden crowns. Or, yeah. Yeah. Golden leaves. Golden caskets. Golden casket? That's scratchy. <laughs> um, I just, I, I don't know. I, I think it's a good theory, but I just don't mm. know if... Maybe. It might be completely wrong. I might be way, way wide of the mark. But all I know is that I'm pretty sure Kyburn's referring to wildfire when he says, when he tells Cersei I found something. And I'm pretty sure, like, Jamie's already killed one despotic ruler who was going to burn the city down. So maybe that'll happen again. Who knows? We'll see. Poor Jamie. I don't think it'll happen this season, or maybe it will. Maybe it'll happen at the end of the season. Who well, knows? Well, it would have to. If they're talking about a rumor now, they can't yeah. say, well, look, just go to your combat. See, go to your trial. Maybe they'll take pity on you. Maybe they won't recommend mm. that you're going to be punished. Punished in, in some other way. For being a whorish sinner. Mm. I just, yeah, I don't buy that they're going to wait that long to see Cersei come to justice. They'll pull the trigger on that very quickly, so. But, okay, so has Tommen, yeah, I mean, Tommen's obviously in the control of the High Scepter. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Which is a shame, because he can't even look at Cersei in that scene. No. Like, he's... If he he looks at her, he'll he'll freak out, he'll, like, Uh, you know. My mum is right there. She's right there. You said she wouldn't be here. Oh. Come on. Oh yeah, of course. He didn't invite her because he No, didn't... he didn't want her, he didn't want her to be there when she was doing that. I didn't even realize that, mm. but that's so true. Tommen, you he's just a kid. Yeah, no, yeah, he's just a he's just a he's kid. A kid. He's, he's a... just a kid. He's a sweet little kid who's just getting he just has absolutely no nous whatsoever. And look, it's a pounce. <laughs> Get we got one. <laughs> They're very happy. Mother of kittens. 
I am benevolent. Oh, God. Okay, I'm going to have to take the fur off because it's too hot. Oh! Mm. This is... <laughs> <laughs> Didn't realise this was this kind of show. Maybe I shouldn't take my fur off <laughs> because I've got a bit of... I've got a bit of a cleavage issue mm. happening here. All right, well, that's exciting. Look, you tune in for a Game of Thrones podcast, you're going to get some... Get the full experience. Oh, wow, it is really... <laughs> I might put my hand... There you go. <laughs> <laughs> um, I need, like, a comedy. <clears throat> awooga, awooga. <laughs> Where are we up to? Are we up to... Should we go over to River Run? Well, we'll get, we've been talking about Jamie, so... Yeah, yeah, that makes logical sense to go and start talking about <laughs> Jamie... And Brienne. Yes, great I'm scene, just, wonderful scene. No, Look no, now, now I should, I should say, I should say, I, I still, I still am absolutely one hundred percent on the the Bremund. Tell me in, tell me in. Look, I am too. Train. I am but too. What I, Jamie and Brienne have is just something special. It's yeah, something think, really wonderful. I think they have something intellectual. I think tell mm. me in is all just. <laughs> Well, certainly on Tormund's side. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yes. Don't know, don't know if Brienne's that into it, but certainly on Tormund's side, it's all very lusty. Very and, lusty, You know, yes. it's, it's all physical. But um, <laughs> Jamie and Brienne have like an intellectual connection. That's right, exactly. And it's really... Well, I, I saw that it just... whole sequence felt like, a, you know, a, a, a 19th century... Romance. Yeah. It just the way yeah, yeah. she arrived on the top of the hill and she saw him on his white steed riding through camp, inspecting the troops. Yes. And faithful Pod was next to her saying, <laughs> Looks like a siege, my lady. <laughs> and she had the great rejoinder of, uh, You have a keen military mind. Keen military Pod. mind, yes. Pod. Let no one ever say that you were just <laughs> a long. Well, we know what Pod is. Um, as uh, as Bron points out in this episode, <laughs> Pod's got the magic cock. Is that what he said, magic? Yeah, you've got the magic cock. Oh, I thought he said the. <laughs> I, thought, I thought he said the really big. No, no, he said the magic. He said cock. magic. Okay, I missed that. It's great. Yeah. Well, Wingardium so <laughs> Leviosa. <laughs> Achio. Uh, whatever. <laughs> That's a defense against the dark arts and arts class that we just can't show you right now. It's so cleavage in this. It's terrible. Bron and Pod. Bron and Pod. Yeah, well, we got Jamie and Brienne. Jamie and Brienne. Jamie and Brienne. Yes. So, so there was just should have been more string music and. (laughs) But no, of course it wouldn't be because they're warriors. They're not, you know. That's right. I saw. I saw it described. It was so. It was so wonderfully described by um, me in my recap. Oh, of course, possibly. It's fine. <laughs> I saw. I saw it described. I do. I do. I did read it. I did read the recap that Jamie sees in Brienne the honourable knight that he never was, and she sees in him the one knight who treated her as an equal. Oh, somebody said this on Cheeseburger Gothic in the yes, comments. Yes, yes, they did. Okay, that's where I've seen it. Yes, Thank exactly. You for your Thank you, whoever said that, because it was a very astute yeah. observation, and, and it is, and that's that's the basis. I think they do have feelings for each other, but it's a lot more complex than just romantic feelings. Like they have very strong feelings for each other, and it it ties into their sense of honor and duty mm. and everything else. And it's it's actually really. Really interesting. There's no other relationship on TV like it. It's amazing. Someone was asking me on Twitter before we started if we were going to, you know, kind of explain why there's tension between Jamie and Brienne because they sort of couldn't remember. Mm. How could you forget? Um, but, of course, it's because uh, Brienne was charged with taking Jamie back to yes. King's yeah. Landing to exchange him for Sansa and Arya mm. from the Lannisters. Uh, of course, they got kidnapped by... Bolton men. Yes, that's right. Yeah. Who cut off Jamie's hand. And so Brienne then became his sort of de facto protector. Sort of protector, yeah. And when he was let go to go back to the Lannisters by Bruce Bolton, um, Brienne was left to defend for herself in a bear pit. Mm. And Jamie rode back and Jamie rode saved back and saved her. her. Climbed in, one handed, <laughs> attempting, you know, but, you know, did the job and together they got out. Yeah. It was a real team effort. So, 
since then, there's and then and then of course he gave her Oathkeeper the sword. Yes, yeah. When they got back to King's Landing, which, as we recall, is a Valerian steel yes, sword. That's right. And it was made out of Ned Stark's ice. sword. His great sword, ice. Which Tywin Lannister had boiled down. Mm. Boiled down. Melted. Melted, melted, melted down. down. Boiled down. We just put the sword in a nice reduction. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, so that's why there's, because he, and he was the one who said, go and find Sansa and protect her because my sister wants her dead. Yes. Yeah. And so he's had, like, he's had this weird agenda. Mm. As you say, and in the scene with uh, Edmure later on, and he talks about how much he loves Cersei, and it's this weird kind of possessive love, which I don't even think he has intellectually thought about. It's a very mm. primal Instinctive yeah, thing. yeah. His his thing with Cersei is very different to the thing with Brienne. Yeah, the it's... thing with Brienne is an actual meeting of similar minds mm. and mutual respect. And yeah, and it's interesting because I saw a lot of a lot of people online were commenting that Jamie seems to have regressed as a character, but I don't think any of that stuff ever went away. Do you know what I mean? Like, like I think he's been on a, a redemptive arc over the last sort of couple of series, mm. but the idea that he loves his sister has always been at the core of him. He, he knows that she's a terrible person. He knows that he's a terrible person. <laughs> they deserve each other. <laughs> they deserve each other. You know, and he says, the things we do for love. Yeah. So echoing that, what a callback echoing that line. Callback to what a callback the line. very first episode. And that's, that's sort of a clue as to stuff's about to get real at, at that point because Ed Muir keeps pushing him because he has that wonderful scene with Ed Muir then mm. where they're talking about, you know, just all the, you know, Edmure says to him, "How do you sleep at night? You know, you know, yeah. you're not, you know, you're not a good person, right?" It was good to see Edmure have a scene where he wasn't just a dithering idiot. Yes, exactly. Um, because that's all he's ever been, and in this episode, he actually got to stretch his acting chops. It was a long scene. Yes, I was really yeah, they, they really drew it how... out. It was, it was almost like one of the earlier series where they sort of would have these big you know, talky scenes where two characters just throw themselves mm. at each other. It was good. It was great to see that back in. I maybe would have sacrificed some of that to get a little bit more clear about what happens to Arya towards the end of that, but we'll, we'll get to we'll get to Arya in a second. But I, th- I feel like this episode felt weirdly lopsided. Okay. But anyway, that, that might have just well, been Well, they sort me. of sprinkled Arya through the whole episode. They is, did. Which is why we're saving it till last. Yes. Um, oh, hang on. Uh, Jamie sees Brienne start to take off her sword belt, and Jamie's like, "Wait, what are we going on? Oh, never mind. It's just the sword." Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Laura. I did actually think that myself. She just started kind of fussing at her belt, and there was sort of a sense of, "Wait, what?" And well, especially because we had just been primed by bronze sort of sort of going to pod. Yes. Do you reckon? What? Do you reckon they're fucking? What like, was just. <laughs> So bronze is, bronze is shipper too. It's great. Bronze is shipper. <laughs> I just want to point out that the, the, the tension between Jamie and Brienne was just so English. <laughs> merchant ivory. Just all repressed. All sort of like. Yeah. But what, uh, what were you? And, well, and, and then when Brienne had to say, look, if push comes to shove, I have to fight for the blackfish because that's Sansa's mm. relative which means I have to fight you. And she's like, I have to fight you holding, you know, holding it all back. And then he's like, well, let's hope it doesn't come to that. But can you imagine those two fighting each other? That's what I thought. Was well, actually, it'd be over very quickly. But, um, I thought that was actually going to happen sort of later yes, in the episode. Yes, and I definitely would, felt that they were setting that up. And obviously the show, once again, they sort can't of because he subverted have that. An arm, well, exactly. Like, like it would be over very quickly. Yeah. Brienne would kill him immediately. <laughs> like, yeah, like, she would now. Yeah. Um, even even in his prime, like I think he'd give her a run for her money, but I think she'd probably still easily. No, no, but don't you remember him. that when they fought back in series three? Yeah, but he was he was chained up. No, but then he but he'd been chained up and he'd yeah. been kind of hungry and like he had both his hands before his hand got mm. chopped off and they fought. Yes, and they got interrupted by their kidnappers. Yeah, but they were fighting and he yeah he was sort of half chained. But he was tired he was and still hungry and half chained, and he was still kind of yeah, probably he he would beat her yeah yeah probably in his prime yeah that's true that's true um, but now but now no it's yeah. all Brienne yeah you know but yeah so there was that beautiful beautiful scene of them being so tense and and then her walking away and you just wanted 
Look back at him, Brienne. Look back. Look back at him. <laughs> but yeah, Bron and Pod. That Bron was a Pod really sweet a great, yeah, little great scene. Because I remember seeing in the trailer this shot of Bron kind of being cooked. And I thought, they're not going to, you know, you can't do anything to Bron. He has the, you know, as we've pointed out, and you can't touch him. Mm. Um, but it was Bron, and I was so happy because yes. it was such a, you know, it was such a, 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 a example of their two different characters because you have yeah. Pod who's like, I'm going to be an honourable knight. And Bron going, well, how's that working out for you? <laughs> <laughs> it was I just... Always assume they're going to hit you. Everyone wants to hit a squire. Everyone wants to hit a squire. It's just... It absolutely got him. It's like, now you see your stuff. <laughs> so good. I'm going to have to try that one. It was. And it was kind hey, of weird. Stu, see if <laughs> Yes. Very nice. Um, North and South reference on point. Thank you, Katie Day. North and South. Pride and Prejudice for the Social Conscious People. Go watch it. Yeah. So, Brienne, beautiful, beautiful relationship. Jamie mm. and Ed Muir, great scene. Yeah, absolutely. Todd and Bron, fantastic scene. Then we go inside River Run. Yes. Can I just say from this mm. angle, you kind of look like a wizard. Oh, I've been told that before. <laughs> <laughs> and no, I wasn't in costume at the time. No. <laughs> You're a wizard, Stuart. <laughs> um, inside River Run, Brienne gets in because her plan is to try to convince Brendan Tully... Yes. To give up River Run and lead all of his Which soldiers. Which, of course, was never going to happen. To but help Sansa. But it was worth a try. It was worth a try. It's not like Brienne is going to go all the way to River Run on the instruction to go and get mm. Brendan Tully. No, exactly. And yeah. then stop and go, well... He's probably not going to do it, so I won't bother asking him. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so she goes inside, but Brendan, the blackfish is not having it. No, he doesn't. There's he doesn't a, want to go. There's a brief moment when he reads Sansa's letter and says yeah. she's just like her mother, mm. and softens a bit. But no, he, not having a bar of it. And then he sort of covers their escape. He, he he thinks about going, and then just decides no. But then, for budgetary reasons, he doesn't have a fight. Uh, he just sort of disappears <laughs> up a he just sort of disappears up a corridor. And then we are later told that he died fighting. Which is good, I guess. I'm glad that he went out like a champ. But well, he, yeah. So, you know. he, so well, hang on. Let's let's step it back a moment because we we didn't get we didn't sort of talk about Edmure going to the castle. Oh yes, sorry, sorry. Being set free as mm. a trap. It's yeah, a- well, not even a trap. Like I think everyone knows what's going to happen. Like yeah. he comes in, he's being let go by them. He walks in due to honor and duty and everything. Everyone says, "Okay, we better let him in." He then orders them to lay down their arms, and they have to. Yeah. Because he's the lord, he's the rightful lord of River Run, you know. So that's just how things work in Westeros. The Blackfish is commanding the troops, but he's not technically in charge. Technically, Edmure outranks him, mm-hmm. and off he goes. And he orders them to lay down their weapons, and they do. So there you are. And so I was like, "See, Brendan, Brendan, get out a back door, get." Because I didn't even realize that Brienne and Pod were still in there. Yeah, you kind of forget until I, you're I like, oh, forgotten. right, they're still in there, right? And then I thought, oh, well, Brendan, Blackfish will be going out through a back entrance. There'll be mm. a back entrance that he knows about or something. And then there was. And it absolutely was, but then he's like, well, he's I'm not coming. sending Brienne and Pod off, but mm. he's not going himself. Yeah. Um, because he ran away at the Red Wedding and he won't run anymore. But the mm. thing is, it's like, dude, it was the best thing to run away at the yeah, Red Wedding. Yeah, absolutely. You were the only one who survived the like, Red Wedding. It was that was because you ran away. Choice. Yeah. A good choice. Absolutely. It would be a good choice to run away now. You could go help Sansa, even if it's just you. But how I love how he's like, oh, I, I, I wouldn't be of any use to her. And I'm like, you, you'd be some use to her. You'd like, be, yeah. <laughs> that would be fine. She's going to need people to help. If she retakes Winterfell, she's yeah, going to need exactly. people to help run it. It's crazy. Like, you could be of some service still to your... It would be niece. much better than dying off screen. I feel like that would be much better. Well, but, you know. now, look, the Hound died off screen and we all know how No, that no, he, no, he didn't, though. That's the thing. Well, okay. <laughs> we didn't see his death. So we didn't see Brendan's death. So he could potentially... Well, that's true. They could be lying to Jamie. Who knows? Yeah, no, he went and died. He huh? died. He died. I was, I, as I said though, let's not let's not add Brendan to the list of people that we think are secretly alive. <laughs> he's Sirio <he's> Farrell, <laughs> the Blackfish. Sirio Farrell. Have you ever seen them in the same room at the same time? No. <laughs> yes, Ed it was Mule always going to happen. Too, he was otherwise engaged. That is really true. Well, yes. Ed Mule survived the Red Wedding because it turns out was knocking up his new wife. Absolutely. 
you know, bang. As you do on your wedding night, it's fine. Potent. Yes. Potent. <laughs> so that's interesting because it means there's another tully out there. So their line is sort of... Well, a baby. Yeah, but, but still yeah. A, a secure. So that's another exactly, that's a relative. Yeah. That's a cousin of Sansa's. Yes. Yeah, exactly. So, so Sansa has a cousin who's half Frey. Admittedly, she was the good-looking Frey. That was the whole point. Yes. But <laughs> still a Frey. Oh. Did you see all the phrase marching to the castle with their mm. stupid like, oh, They all hats. have those stupid hats. And look, I understand that I'm sitting in a glass house this week <laughs> when it comes to stupid hats, but they do have stupid hats. <laughs> so. We are judging from a position of complete self-awareness. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> so way you nod, you're like, you look like a wizard. You really look like a wizard. It's so well, isn't this a wizard's hat? No, it's, this? A, it's, it's a, a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a knight's hat. Oh, okay. But it was made for the ballet. So I went, Queensland Ballet and Queensland Opera had sales on all their costumes last year. And I went and raided them both. And see, when you're doing ballet, you can't wear an actual knight's helmet. So you need like a fabric. See, it's fabric. Don't ruin the illusion. <laughs> Sorry. I'm sure they thought I had a helmet on. Ah, <laughs> oh, you've ruined it now. And he dyed his hair especially. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I grew it out in a week <laughs> and dyed it, dyed it platinum white. It's fantastic. So, uh, so Brienne, we, we, the, the, the boat, they're in the boat. Yes. They, they, and Jamie is standing on the battlements kind and of looking out. At technically dawn. they're escaping. Like, and he yeah. should really raise the alarm and say, Hey. But he had s- promised Brienne he would get her safe That's passage right. north. And, and so, so once again, he fulfills his promise to her. Yeah. And he lets says, her go. Um, you know, and, and gives even, her a little wave. Yeah. Even though it's really gloomy. Yeah. And they're really far away. Mm. And I couldn't work out who was in the boat from that distance. And I knew it was Brienne and Paul. <laughs> Like, I couldn't see, but even then, he sort of goes, and then she looks back and does this, she looks back and does this. There is a, there is a sort of a yearning quality to their, to their goodbye. Um, so, I hope they meet again at some point, and I hope Tormund's there since. Oh, really? Oh, you want to be jealous? Yeah. You want jealous Tormund? Oh, yeah. Oh, I would or be good, jealous actually. Jamie. Yeah, oh, yeah, maybe. Either way. Yes. Or maybe, mm. if things work out, interestingly, jealous Brienne. <laughs> yes, well, hey. Okay, so where's our book? What else have we got to talk about? Our master list. Because we haven't got I just keep losing my shirt here. <laughs> okay, um, oh, okay, let's go over to Marine. Oh, yes, of course. Yeah, for Tyrion, to talk Tyrion's about, open mic night. Oh, Tyrion's comedy <laughs> store. It was so great. He's like, tell a joke. <laughs> Everybody wants to laugh. Now that now the joke that make he tells. Make him laugh, make him laugh. <laughs> Don't you know the whole world wants to laugh? But, uh, and this was just because he said goodbye to Varys. Varys is off again. Yeah, in a, in a weirdly flat scene, like you know, just a sort of very strange. I guess because Tyrion and Varys in a scene together up until this season has been the best thing in an episode. True. Like if, if if an episode had Tyrion and Varys in a scene together, that was the best thing. Now, it's always been just sort of, huh, okay, that's happening as well, in addition to other things that are happening. I don't know. I, uh, look, you know, I love this show, and I, you know, I'm willing to point out its flaws, and this season, the Tyrion and Varys stuff hasn't been zinging as much as it has in the past. And so, and they haven't had a lot of scenes together anyway, even just them together and them as characters. There hasn't been a lot of them in this season. So to then have this weird goodbye scene, it doesn't feel earned. I don't know. The, the, the show didn't, it didn't feel like the show had earned that. Well, keep in mind that it has been two episodes since we've seen them. And yes. then Varys is just kind of off. He's just off again. So but fine. as we always like to talk about the time dilation with Game of Thrones, yes. those two episodes off allow Marine to kind of become a bustling hub. Yeah, again, hub again. Yeah, it's fine. And there's no problem. Weeks, possibly months have gone by. Who knows? Yeah, so then Tyrion is all celebratory because Varys is off to get a- allies for Danny in the in Westeros, and you know the city is humming, and he's sitting there with Grey Worm and Missandei, mm. and forces them to drink alcohol and tell jokes, which that means is the best, ladies and gentlemen. I think all again time for a live version of our favourite ever sitcom. Living at home with Grey Worm and Missandei. I feel hungover. That is the worst joke I've ever heard. 
Living at home with Grey Women this Sunday. They literally are. I know, like, they're so good. Having right. a bit of a drink. It's the first time we've seen them. Crack a smile. Sure, like, yeah, crack a smile. Like, and, you know. The whole time. And I love that, I love that, like, she sort of comes, she sort of bubbles up to life, and he seems really happy that she's, you know, they're, they're really, they're a really cute couple. But I love that he's, he just shoots it down straight yeah, away. He he's like, that is the worst joke I've ever heard. And then he's like, oh, you have heard jokes. You know, you know jokes. It was so good, but such a metaphor mm. for women in comedy. Oh, well, yes. So they're, they're just kind of pissed. Having mm. a good time. Telling jokes. I Telling feel like jokes. I've heard a version of the joke that Tyrion tells before, but yeah, I like that they sort of translate it to Westeros. It's definitely a Scotsman joke. It's a Scotsman it's joke, except, but I, but I love that they made it a Stark joke. Yeah. And that's, that's, well, they're from I the like, North. Yeah, from the North. Yeah, so it's great. they're cheap. Spit it out, yeah. you wee shit. Spit it out. He even, like, did a semi-fake Scottish accent. Well, I felt, I felt like, yeah, sort of, sort of fake. I felt like he was trying to do, like, a Northern accent, but that was, yeah, it was, it was funny. Yeah. It was, it was then, genuinely and then, funny. And then like, he says... It's funnier in this. <laughs> <laughs> I have no but can I can I say I didn't mind I didn't mind Masando's joke either. I thought it wasn't bad. It Masando's certainly wasn't the joke, worst joke I've ever heard. Masando's joke was great. It's like fine. for a person who's never told a joke, yeah. one assumes who sort of who sort of comes up with a joke on the spot. I and can I joke. can I say as someone who like I don't know a lot of jokes. Like when if someone says, "Oh, have, tell us a joke." I would just freeze up because yeah. I don't know jokes. And then the only thing you can ever think of is like a racist joke that you Yeah, or something with. horrible because it's stuck in your mind. And it's like, oh, God, I can't <coughs> tell that joke because it's racist, but it's now the only joke <laughs> that I can think of in my mind. And oh. so, you know, like, that's like a personal nightmare of mine. And so to have that sort of thrust upon you, if you don't tell jokes well, like, I think that's, you know, it's... Amazing well, like, to writing, see them sort of rise to that occasion. When I was writing this recap for this mm. scene, I was trying to write a joke, like a, yeah. like a, a, a worm, a something, and a lion walking. I was trying to make a sort of similar joke yeah. about those three, and I couldn't I couldn't make it work. I no, that's I yeah, exactly. Anything. I was like, I'm just going to have to give up. Because and that's clearly, with time to, to prepare yeah, as well. Clearly writing comedy is not my forte. <laughs> Yes, and so then they're having a good time telling jokes and then bang, the masters turn up and start firing stuff at the city. Mm. And it turns out Tyrion was wrong all along. Yes. Um, I don't know. I think we all saw that coming. <laughs> it's not really a... I was kind of surprised that they yeah. just started firing. I would have... I think the most surprising thing about this episode in almost all of its plots was it did basically exactly what you would think that would happen. Do you know what I mean? Like for most of these plots, like the, the surprising thing is they went with the unsurprising, (laughs) like option. And we'll get to that when it comes to Arya. (laughs) So then, um, we see them cowering in the pyramid because Tyrion's Mm. like, go down to the beach, go, go here, go there. And Grey Worm's like, shut up. We're not (laughs) going. You've got us into this mess. We are not doing anything you want us to do. I'm in charge. And then, um, you know, they're all kind of covering Mm. And then something lands outside on the balcony. Something large lands something on the balcony. Something large, and then people are grabbing knives, and <laughs> and then a guy goes out to investigate, vanishes, and then all of a sudden, everyone kneels, and Daddy walks in! He's back! And it was a great moment, and also it was kind of underwhelming. Look, I, yeah, I kind of agree with you there. Are you with also, me on that one? Yeah. Like, it she was... just sort of, in, she doesn't have a line. She doesn't, she doesn't, <laughs> she could have come in like, Mummy's home, or yeah. something like that, I don't know. But something, something. Oh, but, but instead she just like, you know, like looks kind of angry, kind of constipated look, like she always does. But they all look just in, in shocked awe that she's there. Yeah, that she's even there. Like maybe they it's had like given up hope that she was coming they're back. They're all starting to believe in her sort of otherworldly, yeah. amazing talent. Like at the, at the last, she, she literally when they need her most. She literally flew in on a dragon. Yeah. She flew in on a dragon stew. I, I do, I do agree. But we didn't see her flying on a dragon. We heard a thump, and then Amelia Clark, the actress, walked through the set door. Yeah, but we saw the dragon in the distance, in, the distance. in a sort of blurry enough way that the yeah. CGI could be changed. <laughs> you can't have a dragon. In every they episode. are. They. they, have, they this have episode. A big dragon. Two episodes. That they did. They did. In this episode, I think they were saving a lot of money. For, <laughs> I suspect episode nine and possibly episode ten. There was definite penny pinching happening in this episode because uh, there was a bunch of stuff actually that probably took too much time, took too much money, and they kind of went, 
let's do a different thing that co- accomplishes the same thing in a slightly less uh, satisfying way. <laughs> so instead of like a dragon landing and Daenerys okay. getting off, Daenerys walks through a door. Yeah. So you know? here's a competition for people watching. If Daenerys had a line yes. when she walked in, <laughs> what do you think that line should be? So we've already said mummy's home. Uh, That's a very low bar to clear, people, so let's do better than that. Stop the boats. Uh, <laughs> yes, nice. But if they've raised a marine, Danny can head to Westeros finally, FFS. That is true. Well, that is true. Yes. Or if Danny rescues Marine, they can do it. Like like either way she's going. Like they're it's really, fine. They're really stuck in marine. Hopefully not before the Ironborn get there. The Ironborn are on their way yeah, to well, Actually it was funny because when the, the siren first went and they walked out and saw ships. Yeah, I initially thought Ironborn. Is that the Greyjoys? But of yeah. course the flags were yeah. white. That's and right. Went, and then, and, and then you see the you see the chains on the flags and stuff. So uh, yeah, well the Greyjoys hopefully will turn up. Mm. But are they going to attack? I mean, they're not really a gunfire type people. Uh, no, 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 no. Well, it'll be yeah, yeah. Jump on and stab and do other things. But as we know, and as we we haven't really seen any sea battles except for except for the Battle of Blackwater, and that was finished under the cover with a, of darkness. <laughs> and that was finished with a giant wildfire explosion. Yeah. So who but, knows? Oh, what were we going to say? No, with the Greyjoys, as we've talked about before, there's literally like maybe 80 Greyjoys in existence. <laughs> they're not a huge people. They're not a, they're not a populist people. So no. I, populist people. So I don't know how they're going to kind of overcome the masters. But maybe what they can do is give Danny and Co. Yeah, the ships a, that they The need. ships and yeah. a, a lift back. Because she would have her army on the outskirts of Marine now, mm. all those Dothraki. So. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes. So we've talked about... That which leaves us with Arya. Let's go over to Bravos where Arya got stabbed, and it wasn't the wave in Arya's face, and it wasn't Jenkin no. in the wave's face, <laughs> and all these crazy conspiracy theories that got uploaded. Even the guy who said that it had to be Jackin because Arya's hair was parted in a different way, which is the way that Jackin parts his hair. It got a little it insane. Yeah, it got a little bit crazy because, and this is the thing, people were kind of trying to justify. Why Arya was being so weird when she was like, oh, I'm in hiding from a nefarious, far-reaching confederation of assassins. I'm just going to conspicuously go to a local market, throw lots of money around and try and get on a ship. And then not have my guard up at all and just sort of take in the sunset. You know? Like, in a way, the actual reality is almost worse. Like, she's... Just does not have any sort of precautions at all. She's and she gets gut stabbed yeah. for it. But it's, I guess it's the sense of how gut stabbed. Now, she's only a little person. You That's right. That she got pretty seriously stabbed. Like, she got stabbed several times but it's in the belly. But a few stitches and a bit of opium. And a few stitches and... from, a, from a, like a lady who apparently is used to cutting up old boyfriends. Yeah. That was weird. That was a weird bit of... Exp- that was a weird bit of character justification... For why Lady Crane could patch Arya up, I used to stab people a lot. Well, you could have. So just I got said, pretty used to to like stitching them up again. You could have just said something like, "Oh, we're actors. Sometimes the stage knives don't work, or something." Exactly, like, like anything to just not be that weird bit of exposition. It felt like maybe they were giving her backstory for future events, but then no, she ended up dead. No. I was Very really good. sad about that. I, I wonder. Her. I wondered if they gave us that bit of backstory so that we didn't feel so bad when she got brutally murdered. <laughs> if we knew that she was a person I, who would often like just stab people randomly. But I still feel bad for her. Because I, I do. I, I, I do her. too. I do too, and I liked her too. I thought she was a great character. And but she was genuinely nice, and of mm. all the people, well, except for the people she was stabbing, which was lots apparently. Okay, this is Wester. No, well, this is Essos. I can't imagine that being in an acting troupe gets you the best quality of boyfriend. No, that's true. And anyone else who's but, done... But after, like, after like the tenth stabbing, maybe you have to look at yourself in the mirror and go, maybe it's me. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Conflict resolution. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I... Look, at the, in the end of the day, there was a bit of hand-waving to explain away why Arya didn't just die yeah. from... Pretty horrible stab wounds, which yeah. they go out of their way to show us. Yeah. So they didn't they didn't cheat their way out of it. She got stabbed really badly, and then she was in Lady Crane's care for an undetermined period of time. Again, we don't we I guess it was overnight, but it could be days. It Who felt, knows? Yeah, it felt like a day or so. Yeah. Not long enough to recover 
from multiple stairways. No, because to the then as she's being chased by the wave hmm. in full Terminator mode. Yes. <laughs> like she is absolutely channeling the Terminator throughout all of this. <laughs> You've completely given up on this microphone now, haven't you? Oh, shut up. The microphone, sorry. I just noticed you've been slowly turning that way. I've been trying to get in the frame, because otherwise all people are seeing is this talking bit of hair. (laughs) No, I know, I know. I'm just saying. Oh, this episode was great. I really like Daria. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. The cat's coughing up a furball. You've disturbed it so much. It's now coughing up a furball. Oh, no. You okay, buddy? Yeah, it's not happy. <laughs> that is not a happy cat. Oops. Um, anyway, yeah, so, Aria. <laughs> so, Aria, as she's being chased by the wave, mm. her stitches come undone and we start yeah, to see her bleed again. bleeding a bit more. And she's jumping over stairs and over fences mm. and barreling into baskets of fruit and no, falling exactly. downstairs. Like, this is not a girl who should be getting back up. Yeah, I think... If they had shown her getting stabbed, like, once, like, maybe we can buy that. But, like, she was stabbed repeatedly in the stomach, including that last one where she jammed it in and twisted the thing, you know? And I think, as viewers, we've been trained to see that as, like, a fatal wound. That's something that's really going to mess you up, and it's going to take a while to recover from if you recover. I don't think it's something that you shake off in a day with a bunch of, like, Opiates. Might have been really good opiates. They might, she might have had some real good drugs. Real good stuff. <clears throat> well, she is an actress, so, you know, <laughs> she had real good drugs on hand. But, yeah. I, Well, I think maybe when she drank from the pool in the uh, House of Black and White. That and healed her. sight back. Maybe. She had like a Wolverine healing factor. Yeah, maybe. But we've seen nothing to support that up till now. She's still on her legs, Stu. Yeah, but she, we she haven't... She suffered this whole big thing, and then she gets back to her little quiet hidden den, mm. and the wave comes in, and she's got to then fight her in the dark. Yes, and I did... How good was that, by while the way? I, while, yeah, that's it. They, they denied us a final showdown, but they did so in a narratively very satisfying way. So that I was, was like, really satisfying. I'm like, okay, I get that. I'll pay that. I didn't really want to see her fight the wave. I much preferred it when we just saw her... Just flick cut away... Girl. And then the next time we saw her, she had Jack in at, yep. at, at Sword Point. I keep yep. blocking your face when I do that, Stu. Sorry. Yeah, so so Arya then has this blind fight, and then we end up seeing her holding Jack in at Sword Point, which was that's, amazing. That's right. But then I love that I love that Jack is like, yes, now... And I, I love to think that he was, like, thinking on his feet at that point. He's like, yes, now a girl is truly no one. And then she finally said the line that I was expecting her to say to the waif. Which was, no, I'm not no one. I'm Arya Stark, and I'm going home. <laughs> that was fantastic. And I'm getting that. that was, yeah, that's really good. But then, I love that Jacket has the balls to then, to then sort of do the little... <laughs> like, nobody. No, you have unequivocally lost it. This was, it not, was Don't try and pretend this was your plan all along. It was very like in an American sort of high school movie when yeah. I, someone gets the courage <laughs> to do something <laughs> that they should have done ages ago, and you've got the wise teacher going... Yeah, mm. yeah. It was. It was. Yeah. It was oh it, man! You know, I didn't take it as as as, uh, as as obviously that as you did. Yeah, uh, I, I got the sense that he was more like, "Well, I've just got to accept this." But yeah, there no. Was, but there, there was a sense there of, "I'm proud of you," and it's like, "No, you you've been training her to be like your oh. star assassin." Oh, what what have I spied? No, 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 no. I just I just realized what it reminded you of. Stu and I have had a boss in the past. Oh, yes, okay, yeah. Who, well, let's not go too deeply no, into that. No, 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 yes. I don't, I don't, I don't it, want it to. Does. But, it does, But that sort of sense of, it was all me. And you're like... Yeah, yeah. Really Maybe was. that's why I reacted quite strongly yeah. to it, because, no, Jack didn't earn any of that. He sent her to be beaten up like, while she was blind by some psychopath yeah. who then tried to kill her in the most painful way she could yeah. and then got killed herself. And, and then, then he's like, like, yeah, that was all part of my plan. It was all mm. the training. It's like, no, Jack and... I think, no. you've, I think you've learned something about yourself now, Arya, haven't you? But the whole the whole Bravos storyline hasn't been a complete waste because now Arya, I assume, has all sorts of badass assassin skills, even if she can't do face changing. She yeah. has like all sorts of crazy fighting skills and stuff. Which will be cool. And now she's going home. She's going home to Winterfell. Yeah. 
So with any luck, she'll hook up with her well, she'll rest She'll probably of her... be there at the start of next week. Yeah. <laughs> she'll just jump across. Oh, hi guys, I'm here now. Here now. It's Wouldn't all good. It be great? I mean, how do you want, how do you want Arya to kind of meet Sansa or Jon or... Oh. I haven't even thought about that because again, that hasn't been a, that hasn't been a possibility even up until now. So I mean, what would it even be? Would she sort of, would she disguise herself and then like reveal herself in a dramatic fashion? That sounds like Arya. Would she head to Winterfell or would she go? Maybe go to King's Landing and try and do stuff there. Although know. she does say Arya Stark of Winterfell and I'm yeah. going home. Yeah. So. I think she'd try to get to White Harbor or, you know, somewhere yeah. as close as possible. To yeah, yeah. But God, imagine if she met up with them just as the battle. As the battle of the bastards begins. Yeah, the battle of the bastards. Now, Stu, you have a theory for next week. Well, not not next week. I, I have a theory for the last. I. So that that's it. That's it. We've done the episode, haven't we? I think we've done the yeah. episode. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, I have a theory for possibly the last shot of this series. Sorry, I've just seen a comment. Yeah. Uh, Arya needs to meet Nymeria first. <laughs> That's that true. Yes, she does. Blended. Yes, point. she does. Because Nymeria is still out there somewhere. And she's the only one left apart from Ghost. <gasps> New plan. New plan. <laughs> John is walking around yes. with Ghost. Just randomly. And then Arya's met up with Nymeria. And then the two wolves see each other first. And then John and Arya see each other from across a thing. And then they're like, ah, oh, because they were always, you know. They were always they close. They were always yeah. close. And they haven't seen each other since he gave her needle. And she's still got needle. And now she's kick-ass. And John was dead for a while. <laughs> and now he's back. And with a man bun. I mean, so much has changed. So I think, yeah. Mm, absolutely. I think the two wolves should meet and then kill Ramsey Bolton. Yes. Like, like, like tear, like. Like get you know those you know those V slices you get in the kitchen where you're like mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah to a sweet potato just <laughs> to Ramsey Bolton just kind of Julian him slice dice Julian Ramsey Bolton <laughs> <laughs> yes absolutely I agree that should happen that should definitely happen mm. but my my theory Your so theory. so th- this might be a spoiler I don't know I haven't seen the episodes but my theory for the possibly the last shot of this series is the Night's King walking to the wall, like arriving at the wall, doing some magic hoodoo-juru stuff at it, touching it maybe, or, you know, doing some magic at it, and the wall crumbles. That's my theory. Like shatters. That's Yeah, like shatters or crumbles and falls down. That is my theory for possibly the last shot of this series. I think that will be the cliffhanger that carries us into next series. Because what's left now beyond Danny coming to Westeros and the White Walkers coming down from the north? That's the two big forces converging on Westeros right now. Mm. So that's what I think will be the last shot of this series. It's an interesting thing. It came to me the other night. I was sort of sitting there thinking about it. And I'm like, that's probably what it would be. I just think Stu should have that on the record. Yes. Because we discussed it. it. Happens, yes, that's it. At least people know that I then thought people of it. Know yes. that he, <laughs> he had the inside word. Mm. We haven't seen Bran. We haven't seen Bran for a couple of episodes. Uh, we didn't see Sam. We haven't seen Sam for a couple of no. episodes again. We didn't see John. We didn't see John Sansa. or Sansa, but we're going to see a lot of them next or week. Or Lady Mormont. Mm. Who's who's with them? Yeah, yeah, she's yeah, with them. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, so that's you know, um, awesome. And We're going to see a lot of them next week. I would, I would actually wouldn't be surprised if we spend all episode with them. Yeah. Um, it might be another hard home so uh, episode. Who is the villain if Ramsay Bolton gets killed next week or the week after? Who is the kind of villain to rise in his stead? Could it be the dragon queen who rides on the back of a dragon and wants to burn your house down? She's not a villain, Stu. She is. I know she's not. She's not a villain to us, but to the people in Westeros, she's pretty terrifying. Coming with the Dothraki horde at her back and riding a dragon. Yeah, but, you know, they've been through that before. And to be fair, the whole Baratheon thing's not really working out. Lannister Baratheon no, dynasty but, is not really working out. But not only that, like, ultimately, uh, the villain we have is the, is the Night's King. Like, he's the main villain. 
He's the main bad guy that's going to, the big boss that's going to yeah, have to be defeated. he's not very interesting. No, he's, no, he's not. But then the other is Ramsay, so. He hasn't tortured anyone to death, <laughs> necessarily. He just kind of kills them. I want to see mm. Bran and Benjen. Yes. Maybe go south. I'd love to see some more flashbacks. I really mm. want to see the end of the Tower of Joy scene that we saw. Well, I feel like they have to hook, they have to hook up with some of the other characters. I don't know what else they're going to do up north because the, the army's yeah, moving away from of, them. They're all kind of heading towards yeah. Everyone's the wall. yeah. Everyone's going towards the wall. Mm. So what could happen there? All right, let's look at some of these comments. The High Sparrow is pretty terrifying. That's a good point. What could he have in store, the High Sparrow? Well, nothing. I mean, his his plots are all about gaining power for the faith. Like, he has no interest in what's happening with the White Walkers or anything like that. He's just mm-hmm. consolidating power in King's Landing. So I think that will be disrupted by either Danny or the White Walkers, that Danny will invade or the White Walkers will come down, and that will then Is be there the anyone conflict. out there actually rooting for the White Walkers at this point? <laughs> Just I'm sure several people who have <laughs> several people who have written off the show probably are. W.W. White Walkers. <laughs> oh, we have one minute fifty-five until the end of live video. I think we must have hit a limit. Oh wow, we've hit a limit, Stu. We've been going for an hour and a half. <laughs> yes, we have. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. This is believe it or not, this is actually longer than we usually go for. It really so. is. It really is. But. We would love your feedback. If you enjoyed this podcast, should we do another live one next week uh, for episode nine and even episode 10? Is it worthwhile if you prefer the podcast as an audio experience uh, or if maybe... <laughs> if you can't stand to see us anymore. Yeah, maybe if we just... We understand. Quick, if we just keep, kept a, a quick recap or something after we do our podcast to say hello, something like that maybe. But yeah, let us know what you thought. And if you think we're repulsive, that's fine. Go live or go home. Oh, look, it's Greg. Hi, Greg. Greg, of course, is the one who has the Azor Ahai Joramor theory, um, which is gaining some An traction. excellent theory. It's gaining An excellent theory. some traction. We need to um, wrap it up. Yeah, we do yeah. because we've got about 30 seconds left. So mm. thank you so much. Um, oh, my God, we've got eight seconds. Oh, so you can only do an hour and a half of Facebook Live. That's amazing. Now we know. We reached the limit, everyone. Thank you so much. As we always like to... Oh, yeah, you took me long. <laughs> That's all right. Okay. We'll, fin- we'll finish it on here. Sorry, pod- we'll finish it on Sorry here. Raven On people. So as we always... Oh, my God. <laughs> as we always like to say... Bala Mogulis. Winter is coming.